All you positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads on this week's interview episode, I'm extremely excited to have Shakara Tosha here with me on the show. Shakara is a multidimensional guide, creative inspirationalist who speaks energetic light languages and channels, what do you know, star messages. <laughs> I just had a report of something in the skies right above my house from someone moments before coming on. So uh, she's already channeling them physically uh, here at my house. And yeah, so she uh, Shikara channels star messages from various guides about ascension, uh, living life creatively. Super excited to have you here with me, Shikara. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. And yeah, uh, likewise, great show you likewise. have, by the way. Um, I really, Aww, really appreciate you. what you're doing in this uh, in this environment to really uh, spread the knowledge and, and share what people are, are uh, experiencing and and talking about and messages and stuff. So I, I love your show. So thank you very much. I'm really honored to be here. Oh, well, thank you. And yeah, it's uh, for me, it's such a pleasure to be able to connect with so many amazing people like yourself and hear (laughs) firsthand their story and what it is that they're here to, you know, their piece of the puzzle, if you will, as we Mm -hmm. all collectively sort of uh, uh, awaken and ascend and all the magical things that are happening on our planet right now. So it is truly an honor. (laughs) And uh, I, I, I like to start off, I'm pretty unpredictable with how I start my interviews and how I end them. I always start with the same question and in with the same question. So my starting question is you're in an elevator. The guy next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? You have 10 floors to answer. What do you say? (laughs) Um, Love and helping the planet ascend. Um, Inspiring, inspiring people creatively, creatively and uh, uh, to find out what they love to follow their heart and get in tune with all these amazing extension, ascension changes that are happening in the world. Uh, I said extension. It's very extensive, <laughs> extensive ascension changes. So 
It's, yeah. a, it's a synony- it's synonymous word in a sense, right? It's all extensions it <laughs> of the same thing. And speaking of extensions, as you said that word, I was thinking this is sort of an extension of a show uh, that I did uh, maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago with Sandra mm-hmm. Walter, who uh-huh. is an Ascension guide. Yes. And so uh, it's an appropriate word indeed. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to dive in and hear oh. what it is that you've got to share with us. And maybe you could start off just giving a little bit of your background, your story. How'd you end up in this uh, unique uh, trajectory, if you will? Sure, sure. It's it's a new paradigm, I think, for a lot of people. And uh, so, so quickly, I um, I've been an artist all my life, and um, I've been painting uh, galactic, I guess, uh, glyphs and star symbols and uh, star language, in a sense, uh, in my work all my life since I was little, and um, would keep books and books of scripts and writing and that kind of thing. And I didn't really understand it, but it was fun to do. And uh, like I always say, I have a mom who was an artist and just said, that's really cool. Just keep going and have fun with it. So I was really in tune with star people and lots of energy. So I came, I'm one of those people that kind of came in clear, clear, fairly clear, knowing uh, this work that I was doing, even though I was kind of little and um, I would see star beings. um, They would come to me in my sleep and my dream time, physically, energetically. And uh, I had what I found out later was called synesthesia. So this, this is a kind Mm. of a psychological or, or energetic um, experience where your senses cross. So I would hear sounds and see shapes or colors and taste things and, and feel vibrations in a really, really unusual way. So I was really kind of tuned in, but it was um, hard to function for a little while until I understood how to kind of navigate that. So I uh, went to art school, fast forward, um, was in New York City for uh, almost 35 years. Um, I worked in every industry imaginable. For some reason, I uh, was um, put through this process of understanding um, how media, marketing, financial, the financial world worked. Um, I worked in publishing and the art world and really top top companies. Um, I was a web producer for a while because I really like putting things together and I did performance art and kind of just a lot of multimedia all my life. Um, and then I became wow. a project manager uh, and account manager and kind of business strategist for all these major companies. Um, but here I am doing all this and at the same time getting all these downloads from star people in different ways <laughs> in my dreams. So I'm, you know, trying to balance these two left brain, right brain worlds. And, um, and then all of a sudden I started really um, – you know, everybody gets activated in a certain way with this this timeline that we're in. And so for me, for me I saw the flower of life, which is, uh, you know, sacred geometry. I see a lot on, on your site, too. You use a lot of uh, mm-hmm. imagery like that. And in a sense, got the plus. I turn, turned on something kind of triggered for me and started um, this road in the past maybe 10 years of um, just learning about signs and symbols and um, metaphors and imagery, but from a from – a, uh, highly uh, spiritual perspective and kind of was putting these pieces together and started these code books. I started downloading all these symbols and things. I didn't really understand what it was all about. And again, here wow. I am in, in New York in these companies doing this while I'm getting all these messages and stuff. Um, <laughs> and so I um, found a symbol online and traced it back to this Lakota chief named chief golden light Eagle. Um, and, uh, just found out he was doing these things called star knowledge conferences. And um, so flew my daughter and I flew out to California and we walked in this room and I just said, I'm home. This is my family. It was really amazing. 
And people were talking about crop circles and the Knights Templar, and they had all these indigenous elders talking about, um, you know, the star ways, actually, um, and these ancient teachings and um, ways about healing the land and everything. It was just totally amazing. And um, then I became uh, friends and, and close with this chief and his family and um, end up moving, left everything in New York City and decided to spend a year just doing sacred ceremony. So I moved to the Midwest uh, where he was at the time. And, um, we were doing sweat lodges and going outside and seeing starships and, and, um, it was just magnanimous is the only word I can think of. Um, and I was also wow. doing art and all this stuff. And then I saw one of these grandmothers that speak at one of his conferences. She was speaking light language that I didn't ever hear about. I didn't know anything about. And, um, uh, I said to her afterwards, I want to do this. And she said, you do, you do it already. And the time will come when it'll just flow naturally. So about a half a year later, uh, I said to her, I want to want to say something. And I spontaneously started talking one, two, three, four, five different languages, light language, star languages. I mean, it just really happened very, very quick for me. And it was overwhelming, but really exciting. And she was very moved and we connected in different ways about that. And, and then I talked to um, uh, with kind of wisdom keeper, elder grandmother, and she started naming these star languages intuitively. She said, that's from Orion, that's Pleiadian, that's Arcturian, wow. that's like ancient Maori. This is a really ancient Northern Pacific language that you're speaking. And, and uh, it was just kind of, kind of went on from there. And, Can I um, interrupt you real quick? Absolutely. Um, because uh, there's such a cool synchronicity here. So a good, good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Evans, was here staying with me for the last week or so. And so we recorded a couple, uh, one one episode where he's like a co-host on my daily episodes. And then uh-huh. I did an interview with him. Mm-hmm. And you guys will be released back to back, one one week and one the next. Uh-huh. And he was talking about the same star now. I'm almost I'm 99% sure yeah. he's talking about the star knowledge conference. He was talking about one of the grandmothers on stage and what she <laughs> said. And I wonder if this is the exact same probably. thing. I, I, I well, probably is. And he yeah. shared his story of having incredible uh, multidimensional experience out at standing rock mm-hmm. uh, in a ceremony. And uh-huh. he was, you know, no, no type of substance taken at all, right. but completely right. had a, you know, multidimensional, like came back to his body, took him a while to reacclimate to his mm-hmm. physical physicality because it was so foreign to him at first and he was completely sober anyway so he just shared this with me we just recorded it like uh two days ago and uh actually yeah like i said i'll be it was kind of a impromptu interview so Mm -hmm. i was like oh i'll just inject it before shakara's and then put hers a week later (laughs) and then here you guys are talking about crossover stuff so cool okay proceed i had to point that out no that's (laughs) awesome and that's actually what's happening now is we're all kind of being awakened at different times but we're uh, when i go to these gatherings or conferences i'm speaking at lots of conferences all over the country right now and people are coming up to me and saying they're um i'm activating their light language they say i don't know why but i remember all of a sudden speaking these tongues when i was younger or doing these signs or symbols or art or whatever um and and so sometimes when i a lot of times when i'm communicating whether it's a client session one-on-one or um you know, at these conferences, people are just incredibly moved. It somehow triggers something in them to remember something they either did in this last lifetime or this lifetime or whatever. And um, what's ironic is when we start having conversations, a lot of people that I meet on the spiritual path, um, there's incredible synchronicity going on right now. Or people will have had similar dreams and see different angles or, um, uh, you know, we, we 
are exactly as you say, we're all carrying pieces of the puzzle and we're really stimulating each other. So when we come together, especially what I'm learning when you do kind of sacred ceremony, whatever, whatever that may be, um, it sort of uh, brings in an alignment or an awareness and um, people start remembering and putting pieces together. So we'll have dynamic conversations about uh, life and energy and, and thought forms and stuff. And and it's it really goes back to, for me, the, the symbols and the these sort of energy signatures for lack of a better word, the, this word came to me about a couple of years ago of um, uh, energy frequency signature that everybody has a certain vibration or a tone, or it's like your auric field. Um, mm-hmm. But every, everybody's a little bit different and how we sort of trigger each other or accentuate each other or kind of, um, put the pieces of the puzzle together is really interesting. And, you know, I've learned a lot from this Lakota chief, but, um, uh, and also a lot of the star downloads that I want to talk about in a minute, how that sort of happened for me. But um, uh, what's interesting is I've, I've learned that all of us, every human walking the land right now has been seeded from all these different star systems. And we're, we're carrying these energetic codes in our DNA, in our physical body and the photonics in our body and our consciousness, our Akashic records and that kind of thing. And um, what's happening is we're all sort of coming online. So the phrase they, they use a lot of times is um, that we have a veil put over our consciousness. That's now um, basically awakening. So, you know, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about my understanding of how it's happening with this quote ascension or the shift of energy that's happening at this time, um, and how it affects us, and um, really kind of where we're going and what I what I you know basically these messages that I get from these star people about how it's happening. So I wanted to share one other thing is what what then started happening after I was doing all these ceremonies is I was writing more, I was painting more. I went online and I started um, searching more about light language and it was phenomenal. People were spontaneously doing this all over the world and a lot of people had had ET contacts or moments out of time where they would go out of their body or in dream time or something and just start doing a, a glyph over and over again or a drawing or this star language or speaking a certain star language. And what I'm finding is I'm, I'm one of the few people that sort of do a lot of them. So for whatever reason, maybe it was a prayer that I made, I think <laughs> to kind of speak all of them and understand them in different ways. So, so um, I, I found this woman who's wonderful, Mary Rodwell in uh, Australia, who's been, I, I believe as, as I understand from what I've seen from her work, um, uh, takes people in a uh, tra- kind of a trance state or um, um, what is it called? Um, hypnotizes them in a certain way and they start talking these languages. And she's basically uh, archiving all the stuff of lots of completely unrelated people having similar experiences of, of speaking light language or doing these this work or messages. So, so it's like, it's kind of like the hot new topic. It's really interesting. Um, when I started doing this, even a couple of years ago, there were only a couple people online talking about it and I'm wherever I'm going now, there are like two or three people that are starting to kind of key in to this as a mm-hmm. communication. So, um, it's just really phenomenal how it's happening for other people too, and how, how they're awakening. So wow. one of the things I wanted to share, if I can, um, just talk about this a little bit is, is my understanding from the star people uh, about how this is happening functionally in the world. Um, okay. And um, also just real quick, 
there's so much I want to talk about. I'm just yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. excited. I mean, I've already, you know? I'm, I'm sitting here holding questions because it's all <laughs> okay. so interesting. I know you're I, so good. <laughs> it's it's everything yeah. I can do with these interviews to keep my mouth shut for long periods of time. But I some know, of the really things that you exciting. say really trigger questions for me. Like when you yeah. talk about these light languages, it, so these are these are actual actual vocalizations that you're you're making and understanding and other people are able to you know hear and understand mm-hmm. is that am I, am I interpreting this correctly in a way yeah so i i'm completely conscious when i'm doing this okay. and it's sort of an energetic contract i have i guess with the guides i call them guides okay. um it's like a consulting team of lots of different beings that are starting to come to me so so what happened was about 2 or 3 years ago they started coming to me in dream time so okay. i would see these different beings and they were star people especially arcturians is what i'm really connected with. Hmm. And, and some elders told me that I was actually an Arcturian um, being in a physical form. So a lot wow. of times people will channel, um, you know, uh, ascended masters or star people or elementals or that kind of thing. Some people will tune into them in different ways. Some people will go in a dream state, like Edgar Casey, for example, would go completely mm-hmm. asleep and wouldn't remember anything. Um, right. And some people actually, what I'm learning, like myself, are star people in a physical form. So for however this works, which I'm still kind of piecing together. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm learning this all the time as I'm going, going we te- forward. We learn as we teach, right? And so we, we teach, that's exactly. what we most need to learn too. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm learning all the time. Every time I talk to an individual or every time I talk to this people at a conference or get these downloads, but what's, what's really interesting is they come to me in dream time and then what happens to me is it happens on a time code. So 1111, as you know, is a, is a kind of a signifier and an awakening code. When people see this, a lot of people say, well, it's the angels talking to me or it's a, you know, something that I need to pay attention to, which is true. But it's also an awakening time code. Anybody that sees 1111, um, it, it, what it does energetically is it awakens something in your consciousness or your subconscious about this timeline, about this energetic shift that's going on. And then, you know, so it's real important when, when you see that to kind of be aware of what you're doing or a thought that you have or something like that. But it's actually an activator in and of itself. So what happens is these star people started coming to me at 222-333-444 or 555 in the morning. And this mm-hmm. has happened continuously for the last three and a half years. Wow. Um, and they come in dream time. I wake up, I get this huge... Um, packet download for for lack of a better word i mean this happens differently for people but for me it's sort of like a like like somebody just stuck in a flash drive and i go boom and i get this huge concept and then i'm half awake on my phone and i'm dictating these messages that i'm getting um and then i go back over them and and review it and then they guide me online to look for pictures that they've shown me kind of energetically or holographically in my mind mm-hmm. that relate to what they've just basically taught me. So I sort of get a lesson every day or an understanding. And then I also backtrack through the this online searches I've done and find the scientific understanding that that kind of explains or backs up what they're teaching me. So the whole process is really phenomenal, but I, I, I'm like actually writing like 13 different little books right now about this. Wow. And 
It, Is it, that all? Only thirteen? Only I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I got a big task here. But um, what's really cool is these guides are so cool because there's Arcturian guides. Um, uh, Sasquatch actually is a huge guide that works with me. Um, there are a couple. Oh, different- that's fun. That's one we talked about yeah. with uh, Sandra up in uh, up in Mount Shasta, where she she resides, oh, yeah. having Sasquatch interactions. Oh, yeah. So, oh very yeah. Cool. So what's really cool is all these guides come to me and they tell me about themselves. So, for example, the Sasquatch explained that they're star people. They're very ancient people. They they share very similar uh, genetics. To us, but there's something a little bit different. They have a little bit more of like an Arcturian star seed or something. But um, now, another thing sh- I need to point out mm-hmm. real quick, just before I forget, is uh, funny enough, I helped start a Burning Man camp about five years ago, and the name cool. of it is Intergal- Intergalactic Sasquatch Village. So <laughs> there, <laughs> there you, you go. go. <laughs> there you go. Well, there is no coincidence in the universe. Why are we we are having this conversation right now? Um, so cool. Yeah, no, it's really amazing. So, so for example, I remembered, which is what I had forgotten about, when I was a child, um, I used to see them in Wisconsin when we'd go up north and in physical form. I would see them in the trees. I would hear the trees moving and I would hear certain sounds. And when wow. I do some of these sacred ceremonies, also um, I do vision quests from time to time where I go out on the land for like four days with no food mm-hmm. or water and, and get messages like Sandra, basically. Yeah. And, um, and there was one time, actually most of the time, but two, two years ago, there were about eight of them that came around me in the forest right in front of me and I could see them wow. and they were moving and they were talking to me. And, um, it's, it's very overwhelming cause you're by yourself and, right. you know, one let out this huge screen, you know, this grunt that sounded like a silverback and I was completely freaked out. And then I said to myself wow. in a second, fear is in the mind. And I just let right. it go, and I felt this wave of love that I've never, I mean, really almost never felt before, and felt wow. that they are incredibly compassionate beings. And then they started to, um, what I call mind speak. I was getting messages. I could hear, uh, it sounds kind of crazy, but I was hearing voices around me and inside just my head. Just like and- Sandra's experience, same thing. <laughs> it was all tele- telepathic. Oh, absolutely. That she shared. Because that's yeah. what most of these star people do. And they, so they were explaining in, in like an hour, they were talking to me and explaining that they were star people, that they shape, shift dimensions. So they showed me how they come in physical form and then go in these dimensional portals based on time and sound. They bend sound in a certain way. It's very scientific. But they also told me that they're, they're here back on the earth because they, they came here before from another planetary system um, uh, and did some things that were a little out of balance with the earth. So they're here uh, to kind of retune the ley lines of the earth and, and work wow. energetically that way. And there's a whole, there's a whole understanding about how they do that. They pull in this galactic metal and they, you know, they can go up and down and they're, they go to ships and I've seen a ship. I mean, I see ships all the time actually. Um, but um uh, you know, they show me how they work with natural substances. So it's very, very organic. And what's really interesting is a lot of these star people explain to me how they, how they fused, um, maybe galactic or intergalactic metal with technology, but they, it also has to have a very strong, uh, natural component. So, you know, the ships, for example, are really alive. They show me that the ships are infused with DNA and they kind of, I don't know how to explain this. It's really, it's really kind of conceptual, but, but um, they're, they blend with the ships and move and that's how they can change shape and this kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So the other thing I just want to mention, and then I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll stop for a second, but it's so much I want to share with you is um, 
all these other guides are, are really very diverse. There's, there's some Hathors from Egypt and Sekhmet that come mm. to visit me and they show me like, they take me back in time to when I was doing this energetic work with light language and sound in the pyramids and the temples in Egypt. And um, I would put, put um, position people in different parts of the temple and I would show them how to tone a certain code language um, and sing it in, in the different keystones and the pyramids, for example, and it would activate an ascension process, sort of an ascension training process, like a mystery school. Um, but it was mm -hmm. also using sound for healing and that kind of thing. So I guess I've been doing this light language, sound, light, and vibration kind of messages that way for a long time. So I just wanted to mention there, there's those kind of guides. Also, this white buffalo calf woman that Lakota um, work with, um, with all these teachings, has come to me recently. And um, just, a, just a handful of other guides that are related to someone I, know, I call Emmanuel that people refer to as Jesus and um, the whole Sophia energy and the Magdalene energy. So it's like what's happening for me is all these different guides are showing me their perspective of um, mm. each of these different topics. So the topics are, you know, how our body system is wired energetically and what this ascension is about, what light language is, which I'll share a little bit more in a minute. And, um, kind of what we're doing, how, and, and it's really about why we're here to um, basically manage our emotions and master emotions um, and, and manage and master um, physicality because the star people that have never come in physical form, they have no idea what, um, what it feels like to be in a physical form or to be, uh, you know, in this three dimensional state. So we've been basically, the bottom line is they show me that all humans that are walking on the earth now are um, endowed with, with these amazing capabilities that we've obviously been talked out of or learned certain behaviors that was not acceptable or that kind of thing. And kind of dummy down from the, the what, what I call power over people. Um, and, mm -hmm. and what's happening is this, this whole shift is happening. So the sun photonics are, pummeling down on us that's stimulating the photonics in our body is one thing. And the earth is actually, she, she is a being and she's ascending again. She's growing and, and stretching. She's basically giving birth in another up to another dimension. And mm. because of the law of balance, all the people that are, that are here in this world and animals and elementals um, are, are helping to, to take the whole consciousness up to another level. So all of this stuff is happening, which affects the electromagnetic spectrum in our body. So people are just, whether they know this ascension shift is going on or not, are becoming very aware that something, something's not quite right. You know, the other thing is that the timelines are shifting. I'm sure maybe Sandra or a couple other people have talked about this, these anomalies mm -hmm. of, of um, time and space. Like you'll lose hours and have no idea what's going on. And, you know, all this is related to like gravity change and everything. So lots of different things going on. So my, my purpose, as I understand it, is just to help people become aware that this is happening, how it's happening and why and what to do about it. But it has a really beautiful outcome that I want to talk about later. Beautiful. I like, yeah. I like hearing about beautiful outcomes. So <laughs> yeah. you do, do, you, do you feel like it is, uh, there is a quickening happening where a lot of this is, you know, um, a speeding up, if you will, where, you mm -hmm. know, more and more energy is coming in more. I mean, even just this week, you know, you're talking about communicating with, um, 
you know, star beans and, and mm-hmm. guides and, and, you know, all these kinds of ideas, getting star messages that is very strange to a lot of people, right? But mm-hmm. yet, just this week, we've all of a sudden had the government admit that they've been funding UFO um, mm-hmm. research. And uh, I just saw someone today who was on like CNN talking about, mm-hmm. you know, when he worked at running one of these, uh, you know, research divisions or what have you. And his, mm-hmm. he was basically all but saying, yeah, they're here. Um, mm-hmm. And it was on, you know, this is on mainstream channels. Yeah. And then right before we hop on, I have my brother mm-hmm. calling me from the side of the road, like freaking out, like, oh my gosh, Brandon, I don't know mm-hmm. what I just saw here. And at the same time, yeah. a friend posted a a video of it online and it mm-hmm. looked just weird amazing like right down the street from me here and mm-hmm. um so it it just seems like there's a, a lot bubbling up especially in, i mean just in mm-hmm. this last week with this oh, sort yeah. of galactic energy absolutely this- so so i'm actually in sedona right now i just moved out here um so these rocks if, for anybody that's gone to sedona you know it's a very high powerful energy and a vortex of energy and and there's so much going on here i just i felt really called to be here to do this work right now and um so this is happening what you just mentioned is happening in california i just looked out my window literally across the street from me and there was this huge uh panel of light in the sky and there was it looked like a ship just hanging out there i mean like probably 100 feet or 200 feet long at least and i went to park the car and i went out and it kind of got phasey and then all of a sudden it just disappeared and it was like glowing wow. in the sky so well, and it's we're funny like, that we're, we're a state apart. Like, so oh, yeah. these are two different instances then because yeah, yeah I, we, we talked about yeah. this briefly before we started recording and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I just saw something. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on? I mean, yeah. probably yeah. a little more common for you than a lot of people. <laughs> right. But yeah. Um, yeah. this was very physical. What, what was oh, seen, yeah. you know, here. So oh, absolutely. Uh, what, what a trip. Well, what's really, what's really interesting is this is all a domino effect. It's like the the hundredth monkey or the tipping point. We're right at a crucial point of people's um, uh, kind of an opening, full opening of consciousness. So, you know, real briefly, every most people that are aware of the spir- spiritual goings on, so to speak, they, mm-hmm. they know a little bit about the pineal gland that, you know, when you have drank all this water with calcium and fluoride, it, it calcifies your pineal gland, which basically shuts down your consciousness. And this was intended on purpose by certain people mm-hmm. and beings to, um, to basically keep us locked down and it, it, in a fear state. So, you know, I, I don't really need to go into the whole disclosure thing, but, um, you, you know, but most people that have studied things about this, um, uh, have some familiarity, uh, are, are, are very familiar with this. And, and the point is, the tipping point is happening that you can't avoid the reality of the truth of this energy that's happening basically from the inside out from people, people's experiences and the earth experiences. So, so what's happening is all these systems are breaking down the financial system, the religious system. I mean, all the stuff about, you know, the pedophilia and all this stuff is everything is coming to the surface because truth Truth has to be revealed now because we're, we've shifted in, we're actually in the time of Aquarius, as I understand it. 
And um, there, the the energy vibration is completely different than it was even a year, five years, ten years ago. So, so what happens is someone will start talking about something in media, and it's like a feeding frenzy. You know, it starts a a trigger effect, which starts um, getting people to think about things. You know, however they feel about them, and that's this is where people are at. But the problem is that there have been systems in place that want to keep people in fear because if you keep people in fear and distracted from their own consciousness, basically, um, you know, they, someone can kind of take over and use that energy, if you will. So this is what media, you know, having been in the media world in, in a lot of different, um, fields, um, it's really what, uh, Marshall McLuhan, I believe talked about reception through distraction. So anytime you've got something like you, you watch the news, it'll be this cute little story about a baby being born or rescued or something. And then this dramatic killing and then something really happy and something, you know, take these drugs. If you, I mean, a lot of drug ads that, that, that yeah. keep people in fear. You know, if you don't do this, this is going to happen to you. So you might as well, cause you're going to die at some point. So just kind of keep the machine going. And, and what's happening is people are awakening to this and going, you know, this doesn't feel right. I don't understand it, but some something in this picture doesn't make sense. And, you know, I'm left with, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm still not happy. What's wrong with this picture? I want to do something different. And this is what this sort of consciousness awareness of this collective awareness is. So then you start to talk to your friend. Well, how are you feeling? Well, I'm having these quote ascension symptoms that a lot of people are talking about now. I don't know why I go to the doctor because I'm completely exhausted or I'm, I feel like I'm floating or I'm missing time or like objects are disappearing in my house and I think I'm going crazy. And, and there's no um, practical understanding about it. And all of this is happening because, um, with this dimensional shift, as I understand it, is is affecting t- uh, time, space, gravity, you know, the whole package. So the, for example, the mandala effect that I'm sure you, you're aware of, um, where people's experience of things in the past collectively are changing, like words in movies are changing, or even logos and packaging. Mm, Everybody like remembered it one way. Like the Bernstein bears or the Berenstein oh bears, that whole thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, um, and the way that these star people actually explain that to me is we're, we're shifting timelines. So that means lots of different things to, to a lot of different people or or people are starting to interpret this in different ways, which is really fascinating. And, um, my understanding is that I, I, you know, when we're born, we have a particular timeline that we play out. But as you know, if you've ever seen what the bleep do we know or any of these kind of yes. um, multidimensional consciousness movies, they talk about you and I are having this conversation right now, but there's a, an aspect of you doing something else doing, you know, you may be on Fiji having a cocktail, you may be up in a starship, you know, building a planetary system, you may be an ant walking on the ground somewhere in Mexico. I mean, you know, there, there's all this potential of what we're doing in in the moment, but this is kind of where we're synced in, right. so to speak. Right. So, and then there's, there's us in many dimensions. So you and I are in 3D, but we're in 5D and 13D in hundreds of dimensions of our being mm-hmm. so to speak um and and this uh, this is totally tied into quantum mechanics and the string theory and quark dimensionality i mean it's it's fascinating but it's real so 
as we've experienced most of our lives in 3D, we're locked into things we can see, things we can touch, you know, the five senses. But there's many, many more that have been um, kind of, I, I like to explain that we've been, we've been blocked from those experiences. It's sort of like a, uh, um, I don't know, like a wall around us that doesn't allow us to see this stuff. But, you know, some of us that have had these experiences, even since we were young, I mean, it's all, it's always all happening. So I go out and I can look at a tree and the tree is moving and breathing and I can put my hand on it and get messages from it. And, and um, I can see, sometimes I can energetically or psychically see strings between everything and these conversations going on between trees and, wow. you know, um, put water in my hand and start to intuit the messages of where that water has been you know, water carries memory and information. So the elementals, for example, are showing me um, how things have been stored energetically in nature, how nature communicates to itself and, and to all the other beings. And the same thing with the star people. So, um, you know, when, when you were asking about the, the light language and the star language, um, my understanding is that there is a universal language that we all understand somehow energetically. It's light, sound, and vibration. And um, so it, it's sort of, if you want to think of it this way, one big consciousness. So when I speak, for example, when I speak some of these star languages, people may have never heard the phonetics that I put together in a sentence, for example. Um, but there's a feeling that comes with it that they just know. They'll say, yeah, I understand it in a different way. It's a higher dimensional consciousness understanding. So, um, so any... I'm trying to make this really simple as I've been explained it by my star guides right. is, you know, there's, there's, so think of color, mm -hmm. you know, we have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, this particular spectrum of color that we can see, for example, there's lots of a range outside, you know, microwave colors and subtle colors that we, that our eyes currently cannot perceive because we're kind of locked into this dimension. And as we raise our consciousness, you're going to start seeing colors and vibrations and hear sounds that you've never heard before that are always there. You know, the whales, for example, and the Sasquatch also do the same thing. They work with very low tones and very high tones that um, they use to communicate hundreds and thousands of miles through the water or through sound or through nature. But you know, they're inaudible to us. It's like a dog whistle. Right. You can't really hear that high frequency, but it's there. You know, planets have their own sound vibration. If if you go online, you can see videos where they've actually captured the, the resonant sound, like the, the Schumann frequency mm -hmm. or the Hertz frequency of, of planets. So all this stuff is always here. But there's sort of been a, um, a block put on it. And so what's happening is, is all of this is opening up. So this light language and star language, what I learned is there's a universal kind of communication that um, kind of covers all, all spectrums of sound, light, and vibration. So um, basically they show me when anybody speaks a light language, people feel it or understand it because it's connected to some source tongue or some source language. And then separately, these star languages are almost like speaking Russian versus Chinese versus English. Mm. Um, they have each of these, what I call star nations, um, come from different planetary systems, have different levels of vibration. Some are on the fifth dimension and look like us. 
human humanoid. Um, some look like animals. Some are a gaseous state. Wow. Um, they just, just, just a myriad of forms. I mean, it's the star Wars bar, <laughs> right? Right. <But> they're all, <laughs> I mean, it really is, but, but they're here and some of them come down into this dimension. It's very hard for them because it's really dense. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times like these are Arcturians, I will see, they look like ETs, little ETs, but for me, they come in as, as kind of little kids um, they're like three, three feet tall or something. And I see them in physical form or feel them energetically or kind of see them as a, as a gaseous state sometimes. Um, but they're really cute. <laughs> they always appear to be very, very sweet. I've never um, been scared of any of these energies or anything um, because, because I think I have a willingness and an interest in wanting to make a connection. Right. So um, the star languages are just really diverse. So, so, you asked me if I understand what I'm saying. What happens is I'll start to speak a star language and I will see pictographic images in my mind. So these star people will speak to me like that in mind speak. And I will, I'm starting now because I'm doing this so often between writing the scripts, writing these symbols, these kind of glyph symbols and speaking these different languages or listening to other people speaking. I'm starting to actually crack the code or, um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of learning the discernment Interesting. Uh, between the d- languages, kind of like you would, you know, if you, you, studied you can the drink language. a glass of red. Like if you studied any language. Yeah, if you studied. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's no, 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 no. That's it's it's like the distinction between languages. So certain languages that have a Latin root sound somewhat similar. But they came from a particular physical place or they, they, you know, people migrated and they created their own sort of pigeon speak or different tonalities or different words. Um, it, it sort of evolved like that. But um, anyway, it's just really fascinating how this happens to me. So sometimes I will understand it. A lot of times I will get um, pictographic images of, for example, if I'm talking to someone in a, a light language session, um, I'll see an energetic vibration that will usually have to do with them and their Mm -hmm. guides. And I'll kind of explain what I see. And a lot of times it's the messages I get are specific to either an audience that I'm talking Mm -hmm. to or uh, a person that's, that's helpful for them in their path of of spirit growth. It's almost like a, a, a type of divination or intuitive reading uh, where, you know, someone might mm-hmm. use uh, tarot, someone else might use, you know, you have mm-hmm. these different sort of tools and ways of bringing through information. This I- I- is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's sort of like um, uh, when I'm working with somebody, whether they're physically in front of me or energetically, like I do these sessions on Skype, I, um, the way that I'm shown how to do this, everybody is different, by the way. So that's also really important because what I'm, what I'm learning is that each person has to understand how they function, like what makes them unique, what's their skill set, what's um, the, you know, so everyone processes information and learns things differently. So, so the people that I know that are doing some work that's similar to this, we all do it differently. So that's, what's really fascinating to me. But what happens is I, I feel um, sort of an energetic movement, if you will. Like I, um, the way I explain it is I, I feel how creativity moves in their body. Right. So I can, um, it's almost like psychic energy. So like when somebody's doing Reiki, for example, they can feel, Oh, here's an energy over here on their leg that needs a little help or there's a block right. or something. I, I do it that way, but it's, but it, for me, it's more, um, 
kind of kind of what's working where they're stuck. Mm. You know, sometimes I'll get nuances about their past life or like something that happened to them in their childhood. So it's physical time blocks, for example, but it's also energetic. Like, like they could be really wanting to do something, but they're, but they're not at the right place or they're not allowing themselves to do it. So sometimes it's physical. I see it physically or I feel it energetically. And I also do these drawings called energy frequency signatures where I will feel this movement and, and almost like make a portrait or a sketch of people um, in a, in a kind of a graphic form. And then I write this galactic code around it. I put my, I put my hand over it. I intuit the message that I've just written that I don't quite understand. And then I, and then it processes somehow through me and I speak light language back to them. A lot of times I'll give them the digital version of my speaking and the drawing. And I say, activate it yourself and put these together. So, so somehow these are stimulating codes in people, but it's the same thing. Even when I speak the language, something gets readjusted. A lot of times people are so moved, they're moved to tears um, because it's, it, it's like an, it's almost like an acknowledgement. Like I see wow. you, you know, and, um, it, it's really phenomenal to me. I'm so moved also when I do it because, because it creates this incredible reaction in people. Um, and a lot of people have told me in like five minutes of talking with me or 20 minutes or something, um, something huge has shifted in their understanding, their consciousness, the way that they think about the world, the way they behave, like they just let something go. It's really about cleaning and cleansing and moving forward. Wow. So. Things, things just kind of line up for them. Like they'll, they'll change their job or something that they were stuck with for years. Energetically, it just dissipates. So it's really fascinating to me too. I'm, huh. I'm still learning as I'm going along. All right. Well, now seems like a good time to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor, Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I have ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting the Positive Head podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting this show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. They have a plethora of amazing content to always keep your positive head spinning. For example, in the brand new series, Beyond the Legend, best-selling author of Chariot of the Gods, Eric Von Daniken, takes us beyond the myths and legends that have shaped our view of history to present an alternate view of historical events, megalithic structures, and archaeological discoveries. Eric's been researching this stuff for over 50 years, so if you've ever wanted to deep dive into these sorts of topics uh, that you're just not going to find on traditional networks, Eric is doing just that on Beyond the Legend. And that's just one example of fascinating content you can find on Gaia. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. 
It reminds me of this book that uh, one of my favorite books is uh, Return of the Bird Tribes by Ken Carey. Are you familiar? <laughs> and they yeah. talk about in that book, yeah. these, you know, <laughs> these sounds, these songs, these vibrations that will, mm-hmm. that hold keys that uh, when they come through, yep. they will unlock things in, in people. And that's instantly mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. It's one of my all time favorite books. And, um, uh-huh. So you had mentioned at the top of the show, and it's not something a lot of times when I have people on, they'll do a mini reading or whatever sort of their thing is. They'll give a sample of, and I've been uh, the beneficiary of some pretty cool stuff uh, uh-huh. here on the show with uh-huh. that. And, and it's not something that you and I actually talked about, but you did mention right before we started that you would like to give a, an example of some sort. So um, oh, yeah. how what what would that look like? Was that something where you would sort of read me? It would be a tied to me or the audience, or is it uh-huh. just... Um, what 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 was so, that what would that be like so i um i can just speak a light language message um and okay. <clears throat> so this this is sort of it's not directly for you i'll make this more generic for okay. anybody that's okay. listening and because because um time and space are all related and there really is no time even if somebody mm-hmm. hears hears this later this will pick up on their energy signature so it's sort of like uh, these guides, wh- whatever I will say will resonate with whoever listens to this through time. Um, mm. So, so it's just a, it's sort of a generic, I think this will be sort of a generic um, message, but um, I'll just say, I'll just say something in light language so you can hear some of this, some of the speaking okay. and see how you Great. feel. Okay. Excellent. So um, I'll just channel um, a, um, just a general message and, and see what happens. Now, okay. do you know what you're going to eat? You don't know exactly what's going to come through until you start though, correct? Not at all. I never know until okay. I do it. So what's okay, really interesting great. is I will prepare these conferences. Like I'm, I'm doing now these multidimensional presentations where I will pull lots of images together and then play music and I'll channel something. Um, you know, I'll, I'll speak light language and then right afterwards I'll get a message about what I'm speaking about, or I'll have a thought concept wow. like I want to talk so about. So then you do the an interpretation one. afterwards, after the fact kind of thing. Before or after, but it's all tied into a, a concept, for example, but it's all usually c- completely spontaneous and live. I At love that. I love spontaneity is so much. It's like it's really with cool. my daily shows, I try and keep them as spontaneous <laughs> as possible. But just because I think that is the most creative, mm-hmm. awesome thing that a person can do, because that is we all are channels. We all channel, you know, information and things are downloading mm-hmm. through us to various degrees. And when you sort of open up in that way and meet the mm-hmm. universe halfway, if you will, I believe mm-hmm. you can really like hone that craft and you are in it. You are a, certainly a um, rock star example of that. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I've been told the, the way that they tell me to explain it to people is I'm a creative inspirationalist. So all mm. I'm doing is doing what's, what's now coming naturally to me. And whether you speak light language or not, whether you ever get messages or see star people, none of that matters because you may have a particular, mission like some people's mission in this life is just to walk around and smile and they're reverberating a high dimension and stimulating people's consciousness someone else may be a builder and put things together and so so you know the light language or the 
the um, practice of this can be, you can do this while you're cooking. You can do this while you're painting. You can do this while you're sleeping or you're loving your partner or whatever. It's, it's um, how energy and creation and creativity moves in the universe. The difference is people are starting to um, become more aware of that. And for whatever reason, the language I speak and the language that other people speak um, sort of triggers an awareness about who they are, what their mission is and what they really love to do. So, so it just kind of opens up or stimulates something. The way they explain it to me is it actually stimulates your DNA. Like the junk DNA that we think of is just kind of hanging out, kind of, kind of gets restringed or, or put in its proper place or something. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. So um, yeah, let me say, I'd love to share a message with you. So please. Okay. Okay. So, and also, um, all these different tongues, some are fast, some are slow, some are strange, some are, some sound pretty normal. So I really don't know what happens until I know as I'm speaking. And then sometimes I will know which guide is talking. So I'll tell you what I kind of intuit as after it happens, I'll tell you what I get. Okay. Cool. Shuma kai to a son in Wurakino, a shango to do a sine. I saco la kai no a shando to do a semi kikilo a kai to a sine. Isinin will a co ush de keys to do a la kai no a shanka to do a sime. Inin will a kai no shama more, more cocoa a lekin tete to a shine, oos a kai no a shante. So that's a little tidbit of language. So, um, very cool. Yeah. And I'll, uh, that was sort of um, uh, a lot of times this kind of ancient grandmother, this Lemurian, actually 13, 13 is a very important number, by the way, these 13 Lemurian grandmothers kind of come, come to me and, and talk to me some talk through me sometimes. And this, um, this, uh, this energy that's, uh, how can I explain? It's the way that this Lakota chief explained to me is a year ago, uh, the feminine aspect of creator has come into this world in physical form somehow. I don't know. I don't think it's embodied in one person, but there's a consciousness here that's really bringing back the divine feminine and the balance of the masculine feminine. So it happens in men and women. Um, but, but there's an energy that's moving now. That's really part of what's stimulating all the stuff you were talking about. Um, so we've sort of, we're relate, we're all related to this, this, um, creative source or force, if you will. And we've sort of called this energy into being so that we can, basically we're rebuilding or building new blueprints of a society of how our body functions about what we're doing. So that's where we're moving into. So anyway, this, this being that, um, comes to me sometimes is, is, um, I guess an aspect of that energy form. Um, so it's, it's like what I, what I saw when I was speaking was um, mm-hmm. just a very gentle, warm, like an, like an ancient grandmother going, everything is fine. It's a beautiful time. You know, it's, it's a really reassuring uh, uh, feeling that way, but there were lots of pictures about um, almost like the matrix. Like I can see codes floating down and stuff. And, um, I work also with this, what they call ectomy, this spider, this kind of galactic spider that shows me how to, um, how, it's really funny to explain, but um, how the fabric of life and, and light is put together. And so one of the messages I get is, this is sort of a generic 
message that came through as I was just talking is to see, um, see your life as a, as a weaving or as a tapestry, like the Mayans used to talk mm. about, about that. So everything in time, time is just something that gets woven through a process. So if you are at a stage in your life where, you know, something didn't work out or you're stuck or you can't figure something out, they explain that you can think of time like a, like a weaving, like a tapestry and go mm. back and unweave to the to the moment where there was kind of a breakdown or a misunderstanding or something and then reweave it differently so it's like this is related right. to these Rewri- time rewriting the past yeah so exactly so one of the messages i got is um to to also share with people that um if you live in the now which is the now and the now and the now every moment of time if you're completely present in that moment your mind no longer goes to the past which is done because what happens is we've been trained or entrained to bring the past forward with us. Oh, you know, somebody looked at me funny in the past and it just made me feel horrible and I'm carrying that with me. Or somebody said something or, or I was really great at this, but, I, you know, I needed help with this. So, so we bring these, that's the baggage that we bring into this world. And if you really understand that two seconds ago is done, what experience you had in the past is done and, and how, it's really just for your learning of an experience itself. So if somebody yells at you or something happens to you, or you have this big traumatic moment physically, it's really just for you to understand how to be physical in your body. But ultimately it's not just something to get through like, Oh my God, I got through that illness or I got through that horrible relationship or this great time, but my job changed or something. What's what's in it for people is a learning of, the light and the dark and all these experiences, but you don't really need to go back and kind of nitpick on what, you know, why this happened, who said what or whatever. It's, it's some learning that will help you move forward. So if you just acknowledge that and say, thank you very much and be in your heart, there's a way to actually live in your heart. This is the natural way that we've forgotten about it. We've, we've been talked out of, we've been talked into being so mental that when you're in your right. heart in the moment, what you're actually doing is you're creating your future exactly as you need it or want it to be. And it, this is this is the whole act of live creativity and creation. The problem is people are in this timeline right now, like as we're speaking right now, and people are thinking in the future, well, maybe I'm going to do this. Well, I want this plan to happen. Or I visualize, you, you visualize something before it's happened. But, but your mind goes there and, and then it never really lines up all the time. Whereas if, mm. if you're in your moment and you're creating your future by being in the moment, you, you basically mm. can manifest whatever you want. It's a, it's a higher dimensional way of manifesting something. Right. Yeah. That makes that, that really strikes a chord with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause we all, no matter how adept we believe we may or may not be mm-hmm. at understanding some of these spiritual concepts, it is certainly a trial, uh, and, and challenge, I guess you would say for almost everyone that I know to really move into the now mm-hmm. and not be caught up on what you're trying to create right. or intending to create for yourself or manifest for yourself mm-hmm. or, uh, this in the story that goes with that. Right. Absolutely. And then the story that goes with your past as mm-hmm. well. And I know I do it all the time. And as you even said that, it's like, wow, if you can, you know, it just really struck a nerve where mm-hmm. it, just realizing in this moment, 
you have created exactly where you are mm-hmm. and it's perfect. And now you're going to experience, focus on experiencing that Absolutely. instead of worrying about all these, these plans, these projections that you are making forward and backwards, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's such a powerful, it's kind of like, ah, you've arrived, you well, know, well, instead of I'm always trying to arrive and I never ever well, get there. Yeah, exactly. And that's the trigger that we've been taught. You work hard and maybe one day you'll get a yep. reward. Or if you, you, you know, yep. and this is why we're constantly stimulated to stay in fear and distraction because what happens is you get distracted from yourself. And this is the whole AI stuff. And this is, this is what these energies and power are, are trying to do is basically what the, what the star people show me is to separate our soul from our, our spirit and our body. You know, when you, right. when you put this stuff in our food and the skies and in our thinking process and media, you know, music. That's tuned to 440, which is a whole different conversation, um, stimulates, stimulates your lower chakras, keeps you locked into this thought process of wanting, needing, doing, whatever. But it, but it keeps you separated from being completely whole as you are. And what's really right. cool, what you said is, is as soon as you come into your moment, this is why it's so important for people to go out in nature, go barefoot in nature, like get in tune, drink water, have, you know, go offline for a little while. I'm, I'm, you know, the work that I do right now is very digital, but I have Mm -hmm. to unplug for like a couple days, couple weeks, or I just go out in nature and um, you recalibrate your body because we're natural forms. The difference is we're, we're shifting our energy frequency from carbon to crystal. We're actually crystallizing as part of this process. Wow. <clears throat> and they also show me that um, we've, uh, we've, a lot of people think we've ascended to the fifth dimension. You know, after uh, 2012, um, we, we shifted as a collective consciousness in the fifth dimension. My guides and a lot of indigenous elders also tell me that we're actually as a collective consciousness on the earth, we're vibrating up to 13, the 13th dimension. Um, wow. But we don't know it because we don't know what that looks like. We don't remember what that feels like. So the reason 3D stuff keeps happening is because most people haven't gotten the memo. They just don't even know. And so we're recreating 3D. It's like a time loop. We're, we're going back and we're still in 3D. And, and some of us are out here and some of us are way out there. But But the collective consciousness hasn't, understood this yet and this is what's happening with this awakening process more and more people are starting to shift into this understanding of going inside i call it the internet instead of the mm. internet <laughs> I, um, I love it and the word i mean they give me these really weird word plays too which are so profound they're so perfect like we were talking about a vortex and a portal and they came up with a vortal you know <laughs> i'm in C- i'm in the C- sedona vortal right now um but also um thinking about um information and they told me it's out formation. So you, you hit a really good point that I wanted to touch upon was they show me that um, we, as a, as a consciousness, each individual has chosen their parents. They've chosen where they want to be. They've chosen their life's work. They've chosen a lot of things before they even came into the, their physical body. But we've forgotten right. about that. There's this veil that gets put over our consciousness so that we can function and learn and make mistakes and have experiences light and dark and whatever and move forward. Otherwise, if you really knew that you're this beam of light in a physical body, you'd, you'd, you'd go like, what the hell am I? Why am I here? I'm out. I want to be, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Get me out of here. And that's yeah. why 
That's why a lot of people, a lot of young people are coming in so high vibration that they can't, they don't want to be here. This is the whole suicidal thing and the kids, you know, drugs and stuff. And what's happening though is these, these, you know, we talk about star kids, these beings that are coming in, like I have a teenager, well, almost 18, uh, uh, the kids around 20 and down to the babies, they're, they're wired differently. They're coming in with a higher consciousness and they just get stuff. You see young kids really oh, definitely. pick things My up. Son, he's like super, so super much quick. more advanced than I was at his age. It's like incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's like very much a peer or that I even learn from a lot oh, all the time. It's like, it's wild. I know it's really crazy. And so if you have conversations with young people, they just know exactly what's going on and they don't, they don't need to explain it. They just know it's like they can finish math problems to just know the answer. It doesn't matter anymore how they figured it out. They just got it because they're, because they're in tune with this higher consciousness, you know, or they'll just, they, they know what to do. Like they'll go in the kitchen and they'll go, okay, I know this food, my body needs this, I'm feeling this, I know how to put this together, or they even know how to cook without even learning traditional ways that we that right. we learn. So I right. mean, and this is where we're going. This is this is this more universal consciousness that um that that people are experiencing. But the cool thing is if you really, really get this concept in your in your heart and your consciousness of understanding that we've created everything in our lives. I've created everything that's happening around me. It's not the world happening to me. It's not, it's, you get out of survival mode of, oh my God, something could happen. So I got to be prepared, you know, um, or, you know, the fear of money, I lose money and what's going to happen or somebody's going to come in my door. So I got to lock it. When you don't worry about that and mm-hmm. realize that everything around you is happening because you're creating it, then, then, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, what also occurs is, oh my God, I can do something different. And you can shift it really quickly, mm. really, really quickly by a different, you basically change your perspective. Changing the channel. You're changing. Yeah. You're, you're changing your perspective and therefore changing a channel. And I think you touched on something, you know, locking your door and this sort of uh, fear stuff that certainly can bubble up has bubbled up for me before. And um, you know, uh, in a lot of others, I actually had a, um, my my good friend who was, I was talking about earlier, Connor, he was talking, we got into a long conversation about the Wingmakers site. Are you familiar uh-huh. with Wingmakers? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, for those who aren't, it's pretty deep rabbit hole of sort of this guy's uh, idea of what's happening. And there's some very sort of dark ideas of how we've mm-hmm. been suppressed by uh, Anunnaki beings and this whole mm-hmm. story and, and darkness and in and, and, shadow energy, if you will, that's got us held down. So I'm just curious mm-hmm. as someone who's so in tune cosmically, what, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that sort of realm? The dark, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, the dark, uh, star people, if you will. The and dark agenda. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. The dark agenda. What, what do you feel and pick up on, mm-hmm. on that stuff? So as I'm learning, you know, online with my friends, with the world intuitively and from the star people, that um, humans have been in existence millions and millions and millions of years. And that's all been suppressed completely. And that's part of this disclosure is what's happening. They're finding artifacts that, that, that are out of time and place, you know, Egyptian artifacts out here and this and that. 
Um, but they're finding things that, that are, are dated way before any concept of, of civilization or, or people right. migrating or something. And so they're, you know, finding, finding like very advanced technological objects that are embedded in stone that are millions of years old, that kind of thing. Um, right. I think, uh, what I understand is there there has been a battle. There's been lots of star battles over millions of years of planetary systems. And um, I do understand and know about the Anunnaki and all these other, the Archons people are talking about a lot. They're these negative um, beings that, that basically the star people that I work with um, explain to me that they're, they don't have a consciousness or a heart. So in the way that we, you know, feeling people do, and there are humans, by the way, that are, are almost not human. I don't want to go into that too much, but there are people walking around basically without souls or without awareness wow. or, you know, they've, it's been either bred out of them genetically or ener energetically. But, you know, uh, in New York City, I was walking around and most of the people are just not there. They're really zombies. They're there. And, and this has to do with like thinking about, they're distracted on their cell phone. They're going, thinking about where they're going to go next or whatever, but they're just not present in their life and they're not living a life. They're right. just programmed. They're moving around and they're getting stuff done and doing all this stuff and distracted. Um, and, and, and then there's amazing people that I know in the heart of New York city who are totally at one with themselves and, and you know, right. whether they're completely engaged in court, the corporate world or not, it doesn't matter doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you are. It's how you're experiencing the world. But I do believe that there are negative energies in the past and present who um, just like kind of selfish people that don't really care. Um, they'll go in and they need something that they want and they'll just take it. Yeah. So this, this has a lot to do with this Arcturian understanding of free will that I'm, that I work with. It's like a law that I, that I follow or I've been taught to follow that you, that you really are not supposed to um, have power over another person. So I can't, um, I follow a law, a cosmic law of like, I can't go up to you and just start reading you without you asking me. Right. And even then it, I can only tell you things that I see that are relevant to w what you want to know or where your mind's at. Otherwise I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to the air or, right. or it doesn't, it's not going to click or whatever. So, so, um, there's a way to be helpful and engaging or guiding in the same way, but, but it has to be tempered with where the person is at, where their listening is at or where their understanding is at. The difference is some people will just go up and do that, or they'll move things and, and make things happen or demolish things or move things around because they have a bigger plan. And they may think that they're doing something good. Like mm -hmm. many things that we're seeing buildings that are going on, you know, sky things that are happening, um, a lot of people may think that they're doing something good, but they've been kind of duped yeah. in a way to, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. So I do think, I do think um, these negative energies that are on the earth, um, it's like their time's up. It's like there's a contractual mm -hmm. agreement that they've made with creator spirit or whatever that, that, okay, they can, they can play around with this stuff and now your time's done yeah. and they have to get, off this planet and a lot of them are energetically leaving consciously leaving passing in physical form or being exposed which is what this whole disclosure thing is about right so i don't worry so much about that because i really really believe where you put your mind is is where your um not only where your consciousness is but you define that 
So what's happening with these timelines is we're shifting to these higher dimensions. The time lapse between cause and effect is going to happen so fast. If I'm scared of something and I visualize it, it will appear in front of me. Likewise, if I have, if I'm in a really peaceful, beautiful state of mind and I see a vision and a valley and energy and, you know, the sun and everything's beautiful, that's how I'm going to live. Right. Because my thoughts, your thoughts, our thoughts are becoming so powerful because of this huge shift of these electromagnetic energies changing so that we are basically being handed the reins by the creator, whatever you want to call that energy. I call it creator spirit. And and they're saying, look, you're, you're embedded with everything. This is your time to shine. This is your time to do what you feel that you want to do. Here's, here's all the codes. You've got them in your body. Right. You've got them in the world. Um, start playing with them creatively. Now, the difference is, just like anything, you can give two people money and one will do something very productive with it and somebody else will, you know, spend it and get very, you know. Do something destructive. Skewed, yeah, right. sort of do something destructive. So this is where we're at. And this is the decision or the the turning point is what you're going to do with that, how you feel about yourself, the world, People empower power itself. Power is just energy. Right. You know, and I also don't think it, it's very important. What I've been shown is you, you can't see the light unless you have a shadow. You know, if you look around the room, the only way you can see things is because you have light and shadow. There's that contrast. Right. And so there's not, I don't put a judgment to it that something's bad. Right. It's, it just is. And that defines, you know, so when I see some somebody interacting in a negative way with somebody else, for example, like on the street, I'll look at that and I'll, I'll learn something from that. Okay, I don't want to do that to another person because that doesn't make them feel good. Right. Or it's not respectful or something. Or, or, you know, there's some reason that the universe is showing me that it's some problem that I have with myself or some understanding that I have to change about myself because – Everything that you see in the world manifested outside of you or in your realm, your family, your body, whatever, is something that you've created or is something that you're working on. So if you see people, I don't know why I keep bringing up the idea of, of disharmony, but if there's an argument, there's something that you're arguing about inside yourself with yourself. And when you get, when you get to a point where you can let that go, you just don't see that anymore in the world. It's like somebody repeating really bad relationships and all of a sudden when they change their relationship with themselves and they really love something about themselves or they take care of themselves, they start changing the law of attraction and start attracting better people. And those people that have been very heavy don't even come in their realm anymore. They just don't see them. Right. They're not even around them anymore. Like they, they can't, even if they tried, they couldn't connect with people like that because they've shifted their vibration. So this is really what's going on is we are given the reins to consciously decide where we want to sit, how we want to play with this. And it really is a game. It's all a game. Yeah. And it's so, so then it becomes fun. So I wake up in the morning going, okay, what do I want to make? Right. What do I want to do? What do I want to learn? Who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to learn from? You know, what flowers do I want to see? What do I want it, to, it's just, it's very exciting you know, and I go through ups and downs. I, I feel, you know, drama and emotion and feeling. And then I go, but I'm learning. It's like a muscle. And and as it's happening, I go, whoops, there it is again. 
And the difference is what's happening is a lot of people are going through a lot of emotional stuff, feeling really heavy or whatever, or past stuff is coming up. It's coming up to be released right now. The difference is when somebody feels bad, like you think about an old partner you've had or something, for example, um, they go, oh, you know, this is still occurring. It's actually not occurring anymore. It's releasing from your body so that you don't have to carry that anymore. Right. Because we are vibrating at such a high level that to be able to function at these higher dimensional states, which we're actually in now, you have to release toxins in your body toxins in your thought process, you know, just let all that stuff go because it's not needed anymore for this new way. Right, right. And what do you foresee uh, for, you know, the, 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 the road ahead? I mean, do they give you, when you have these connections with, with your various guides, are you getting sort of any, mm-hmm. any level of glimpses of what to expect? Um, you know, I, I think about mm-hmm. one of my favorite books that I reference and I'll read chapters from on the show sometime called, um, you probably familiar with oneness by Rasha. And I refer to it as like mm-hmm. a, a guidebook for Ascension. Uh, curious if you get mm-hmm. any sort of glimpses of what is to come, you know, in the near and far future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do, and I see a couple different things. And what's ironic is like, if you talk to psychics that are really, really, truly psychic, they can't predict the future for a person or because it's all potential. It's all potential because we're, we're creating it right now. So we're having this conversation that's reverberating out. This one conversation could change the dynamics of the universe. One person that you smile at, you could impress an energy, um, uh, vibration in them that they take back to their family that happens, that happens, that happens. And, and it tips the balance of all of this stuff. It's just energy reverberating. So, so I, sorry, just, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if this yeah. resonates with you. Um, the way I describe it and, and feels true to me is, and I put it like this, mm-hmm. our lives play out at the corner of free will and destiny. It's, uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. destined in the fact that there is no time. And so everything that ever can be, mm-hmm. will be, has been, and is now our fifth birthday. My fifth birthday party is happening on another channel at this moment. I'm not tuned into it. So it's destined mm-hmm. in that sense. And, yep. and I believe someone who's psychically gifted is seen potentials when they tap in and get something right, you know, and predict something that then happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's free will I- as well. So there's, uh, there's various mm-hmm. versions, there's infinite versions of this character, this avatar, you know, Brandon Beecham in this case. Mm-hmm. So, so it's yes. free will in the mm-hmm. case that there's many versions of myself. And I think of, you know, one of my first intuitive readings, the woman said, I see you in a cold place like Chicago working in business. I was planning to move to Chicago and work mm-hmm. in business. And my jaw hit the floor when she predicted Mm-hmm. that because that I knew at that moment right mm-hmm. but then she said there's a whole other path mm-hmm. in California and music and you know and then a year mm-hmm. later I ended up taking that path and here I am so she was seeing mm-hmm. the potentials right so mm-hmm. free will meets destiny is right. the way I envision it well what's interesting is when you said that I actually saw a picture that when you were meeting with mm-hmm. her, you were putting out a thought form that I'd like to do this or this or this. So it was, she was not reading what your potential was. You were actually creating it at Interesting. that moment. Interesting. So, so what I'm, what I'm seeing is there, there are a lot of different ways this can play out. And, you know, I'm also, um, 
you know, I, I follow patterns and anomalies um, energetically in some very high vibe people that I tune in with some friends of mine and people online and, and just kind of see patterns like, okay, what are people feeling? Have you felt a wave mm-hmm. of energy? You know, are people talking about this blue light energy that's coming in or this etheric energy or, or what are, are people starting to talk about? you know, um, the hollow earth and, and energies happening there and the sun photonics or the, you know, so I, I kind of run the gamut back and forth of like reading, um, bigger waves of, of like experiences or thought forms online, offline with my friends, with myself, Mm -hmm. with these guides. But I think, so a lot of people are talking about Nasara, for example, money, money system's going to change. We're going to, you know, we're way in debt. Everything's going to collapse. People are going to freak out. There's camps, there's this, there's that, you know, what are we going to do? Martial law, all this stuff. That's one Mm -hmm. potential. The other option is, you know, I hear, for example, that big royal, you know, dragon families, energies have stored millions of pounds of gold all over the world. And they're just going to open up their shop and give them to everybody. And they're going to be this unilateral, you know, everybody will be equal financially. That's a possibility. Or the Bitcoin or like wherever that's going, how finance which is just energy, by the way, money is just yep. energy, um, is how it will help restructure or maybe build new communities. You know, then you've got people who are consciously creating conscious communities or, you know, where I, where I left in the Midwest, this whole town was, um, um, kind of like a trading system and a bartering. They didn't deal with money a lot because people had good skills and services that they were constantly exchanging with people. There are people in communities that are living that way. So they do have money. It's a, it's a financial town, but, but um, they're, they're, they're functioning a little bit differently, Interesting, you know, and it's organic food and all that stuff. So, so there are pods of these little intentional communities all over the world that because people, what's happening is people are coming together and saying, we want to do this differently. We want to make art together. We want to grow food together. We want to enjoy each other's company, have some private time, do some, you know, ceremonies on the land. I mean, you know, Burning Man meets this, meets this, meets these music festivals. I mean, especially young people. I'm so excited to see conscious young people, um, you know, uh, not tripping out and getting lost. They're, they're coming back together and saying, we need new right. tribes. We need new places to go. We want to make art. We want to make music. But what you said about the we mm-hmm. and the oneness, we want to do it together. Right. And this is what I'm seeing is that we are going to start to do projects together. I'm really excited about some co- co-collaborative projects with artists and Reiki healers and everything where I, I speak light language, they play music, somebody tones into some essential oils while we're doing massage therapy or something. You know, there's this new, the new is, is defining itself as we're going forward. I think What's happening is financial, um, religious, I mean, all these systems, the art world, media, et cetera, it's, it's breaking down because it can't function that way anymore because its purpose of these segregated ways of thinking and doing are done. And people are going to start, as, as you're seeing, you know, for the last 5, 10, 15 years, 
people are unplugging from a corporate job, for example, and starting their own business where they're, you know, doing webinars and then crowdsourcing lots of people and working two hours a month and really happy. And then they go out and they travel and, or this, this huge movement that's happening for not just young people, but families and people in their forties, fifties and sixties of getting a sprinter and going on the road and like starting food carts and food trucks and, and, and being much more, um, less attached to a physical place. And so there's a lot, what I see is just energy mm. and movement forming and reforming. So, so the other thing is these negative energies in power are, are going to try to do whatever they can to keep people freaked right. out. You know, they're one of the things I heard was, you know, they're going to project this uh, holographic image of negative ETs coming out down and harming us. And then somebody comes swipe swoops in and, you know, saves us and they're the mm. good guy. And, you know, who cares? I don't really care mm -hmm. about all that. I think, I think all I'm focused on is I want to be around healthy, happy people that are making art, making music, you know, starting businesses, getting people together, um, having fun. You know, the thing is when you're in a high vibration, nothing can affect right. you that's negative. And I, I really want to share that with people is, is if there's negative energies around you, you could just choose not to allow it in your field, you know, and just say, no, it doesn't. Thank you very much. That's an option, but it's, it's not what I tune in with. I'm going to do this other thing. And the more that you do that, basically you're, you're, you're creating this bubble of, you know, energetic protection, if you will, around you. But, but when you move into a high, higher consciousness state, and you're just really happy and you're a good person and you care about people and you're outgoing and, and you want to, you know, it's, it's ultimately about right. being of service. You know, when you want to be of service to help humanity, yeah. help somebody else, when you're in service to somebody else, your problems go away. You know, if you're struggling with money, do, do something to help someone and money will come. The people will come. And this is really when you're tuned in with spirit or nature or whatever you want to call it, the human condition, if you tune in with your heart, everything, I promise you, everything starts to line up. I'm living that way right now. I just left and came out to Sedona and the star people said, literally, leave your house and walk away and have nothing and just walk and go out and everything will be wow. revealed to you. I'm, I'm like completely on spirit time right now. So I've kind of, you know, I have clients and I'm, I'm set up uh, with, you know, if I, I have a calendar event, I have to meet somebody or do calls or do, you know, write a book or whatever. I'll sink into a calendar, but as much as possible, try to get outside of, of, a, of um, locking yourself in time. When you make a commitment in time, you, you kind of stick yourself and, and there's yep. less fluidity. Yep. That's, yep. that's how I can put it. So bottom line is I think it's a really beautiful thing that we're coming into. I think this energy is going to shift. I think the negative people that are around us right now are, are, are either going to get enlightened because we're so enlightened, you know, we're, we're just being happy, you know, or um, maybe, you know, some people talk about two earths, mm -hmm. you know, we're splitting in two timelines or two actual physical earths. And, and I think what will happen based on my experience right now, is as we're um, 
elevating our vibration from the inside out with each other, helping each other, we're harmonizing with each other. Anything that's negative is going to be transmuted. And that's what this energy is that's happening in the world right now. So do they go to another planet? Do they get punished? You know, um, their hand gets slapped. No, 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 you shouldn't do that. You've got to go back to this school and learn. I don't know how that's going to happen. But I do know I really see sort of a Garden of Eden physically. I think our biggest... Um, shift that's happening with this ascension what i used to think was that we're raising our vibration and we're going to become etheric or just you know light beings or something what i'm being shown is it's about being completely physical and allowing our star people energy or our our other dimensional selves to come here completely in physical form so we're completely spiritual and completely physical and that's the balance that we're that we're moving to so you know, in a physical form, but being completely enlightened so you can fly, so you can manifest things. And, and however that happens, um, I, I can't predict it because we're all doing it collectively. And this is where yeah. we have to help each other is, you know, you, you have, a, you're stuck with a problem or you need some help. I'll help you. You help me, you know, and this is, this is, we're moving together as a collective, um, entity it's one yeah. where it's you'll one find, it's we you'll find the That's opportunity really i believe to give away what you want for yourself to someone else and, mm-hmm. and to others in some way shape or form mm-hmm. and i always say do it do it do it because mm-hmm. you're always doing it to self mm-hmm. because it's an extension and this is how you you yeah. create for yourself you get you, what you give away comes back in a sense whatever that is energetically and um i absolutely love that and it seems like a lot of people are tuning into this whole idea that that, um, you know, we're the cutting edge uh, experiment, if you will, in 3D, where we're going to bring these two, um, mm-hmm. this balance of spirit and physicality together in a way that's never been before mm-hmm. on this planet. And it seems like a lot of people are resonating with that idea. And that's sort of what I, I gathered from what you were just talking about. So it's uh, certain, certainly an exciting Absolutely. time to be alive. And, you know, one thing that I will add about um, uh the light language stuff that you're doing as well is it reminded me of, uh, mm-hmm. I meant to mention it earlier, it reminded me of uh, sitting in ceremony and, uh, with plant medicine, ayahuasca in the past and multiple times at different mm-hmm. women at different times. I've done it about five different times over a few years and where, uh, they would start making these vocalizations that are very, sometimes very bird-like mm-hmm. and etheric and just like, and it's this mm-hmm. same sort of mm-hmm. thing coming through. Right. <laughs> and I even think back yeah. real quick. Yeah. I even well, think back, mm-hmm. you know, I laugh at myself cause I'm, I'm a pretty quirky. Anyone who listens regularly knows I'm pretty quirky and I really even hold it back for the show at times. But um, you know, I'll have moments myself where, you know, just standing there peeing and all of a sudden we'll just feel, um, feel, uh, motivated to just make real like f- weird sounds, right? And I've done that for a while, and I'm like, oh, I'm just yeah, I'm doing making totally. these weird tones, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just being weird and quirky. But it does, as I reflect back on it uh-huh. now, it does feel like a release, like it, it feels really good in some way, which is why I think I've done it, not super consciously and not, you know, it's just been like a lot of times half asleep. And, um, you know, so it's, it's just interesting uh-huh. to bring uh-huh. my awareness more fully to this concept. And uh, I, I imagine it's something that more and more people will begin to tap into. Well, it's kind of like, you know, doodling. Like a lot of people yeah. say, I'm not an artist. I can't draw, which I think is so silly. Everybody right. is. Everyone's an artist. You know. 
It's like, come on, you don't, you, you know, you, you've been taught that things are supposed to look a certain way, like realistic. Yep. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you make a splat, splash of blue paint on a, on a canvas. That's a picture. Your that's, life made is something. your you've, ultimate piece of art. You yeah, are walking, absolutely. living, breathing uh, art. Absolutely. So the most important thing right now is to start to understand you as a symbol, you as a tool, you as a vehicle. I mean, it's basically where we're, we're these vessels, right? We are the Holy Grail. Our body is the Holy Grail. Where do you want to steer your ship? So now that you're aware that you have a ship, you're in a ship. It's like, you know, you get in a car and you've never learned how to drive. Well, you got to learn how to drive. Well, how do you do that? You can be taught and then you have an experience of driving around and see how that happens, you know? Right. And, and we are really, um, it's just a really, really fascinating time to be alive because it's really just about playing with all this stuff. Yeah. And where it's going to go is how you choose. And, you know, I, I'm seeing like images of Avatar, you know, when they're around the tree and, mm. you know, part of it is, will evolve. And the, the most crucial thing that I'm told over and over again is that you have to include nature and natural substances, natural beings that, you know, we're physical, energetic, physical, natural beings. So, you know, that's when, when you get too far into technology or into theory or into concepts or something, you lose this, basically you lose or you distance yourself from your connection to source mm, ultimately, interesting. which is also, you know, so we, you and I can be standing in front of each other, but if we're on our phones texting to each other, what, what's missing is the human connection, yep. which is the heart connection, which is a natural connection. So it's good to use technology if you use it in service to nature. Yeah. You know, technology is not bad. They're doing wonderful things with stuff, but don't let that overrun or dictate what you do. So that's the conscious balance. But I just think this, this is amazing. And the, the thing is with the light language, I'm, I'm like walking around scatting light language. <laughs> I'm singing light language. I'm rap, you know, I'm a singer also. And I, I rap light language at it. home and, you know, you know, and it's, it, it actually feels more like you said, it feels really good because it's not literal. Mm. It doesn't lock me into okay. Now I have to make a word, and it has to sound like this, so it has this effect. And da da da. It's just whatever. So I, I really want to share one or two other. You know, I want to speak a couple languages just so that you can hear these different flavors that that come through. Cool. If I may, really yeah, quickly. please. Okay, so and and again, I don't know. It just comes as it comes. So I'll, I'll just say a couple, I'll ask a couple of these. It's sort of like they're guides and they're outside of me, but I'm really learning. There's an, they're, they're aspects of me and my higher self. Right. So it's actually me talking. Right. At first I thought I was channeling and okay, you're going to come in and work through me or move in my body or whatever, but they're showing me it's, it's actually me talking just like whoever is really, really channeling. They're the Oracle, but they have to have enough intelligence to, actually make the message mean something right but i you know not you don't have to translate it because it's already it's it already has the inherent wisdom in right. it and your the dna only thing is that reacting I is, to it right and it, absolutely right. absolutely cool so so when i speak when i speak this stuff i get flavors of okay this kind of feels like this or this is the message or whatever and then separately i get all these other messages about how this stuff functions who these people are who we are, what we're doing, all that stuff. But, but the bottom line is it's just the language um, uh, takes care of itself, so to, so to speak. So I just want to say a couple things just to give you a sense of the energy that comes through. Excellent. And when you're, 
feeling it or hearing it or, you know, if you were to see me in, in front of you, um, don't think of it literally. Try to just like kind of, you know, when you listen to a really good rock song that just goes on for hours, like ambient music in the 70s, for example, or really good jazz or really good, you know, a beat. Or electronic you just, music. You that's- lose, yeah, you lose the constructs of, of it and you and you get into the feeling of it. So so um, when I'm speaking, just just try to feel how it feels in your body. Like sense it in a way that's not literal if you Excellent. can. Okay. All right. I'll just kind of hammer off a couple and see what happens. Shuna kai noa shanko tutu to a semen in the kaine. Nishiko tatai the wala kai to a shen kiki in our kind to a shoma mu mu mola kite. Semen and wala kino shanki tutu to a semen mu 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 kitu to a sin kaku to a kai to it now. No shakita to doesn't it. Nisa the manam and murko and no shuman and rekin and jiggy to a kitu to a sin. Uncha kai se si se wala kai to a shane. あさけのしゃいけてどうしんねるわらかのしゃかいどうしんねおさまおんしゅうかきけるわかいおさかいのわしんておんさかいのいんかかいににききにのせきのなもわかけるわきんてどうしんね This is hundreds of wow. them boom 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 wow. boom super cool yeah. some of them are like and i'm and i'm like I'm I'm toning it. They're they're telling me to sing it like Shunta Mikila no Suki Ya no Sinki Kula Kaya No Siki Mininuela Kind do Shinkila no Sininuasan. It just comes a different wow. way. So they say well, even when you when I'm singing it, they're like, stop talking and just sing. Because the singing kind of blends all the tones and it puts people in a different um uh mental state like an alpha state or something so i don't know i'm just having fun with it i'm just in my studio (laughs) painting dots and language and stuff and 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 just hope it's helpful to other people well you it's definitely been helpful to me this has been it's uh uh, we're having fun with you having fun with it this has been so super cool and actually as far as the sessions that you talked about you do have like private light language sessions Mm -hmm. correct Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do one-on-one sessions in person, or ideally, I do them all over the world with people on Skype mm. or phone. Um, and it's uh, these guides tell me that it's the same as in person; it's the same energy transfer. Um, and yeah, I, um, you know, if you go to my website, I think I, I give you a link. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're going to people you're can gonna, come you, in. We had yeah. talked about before we started. You're graciously like mm-hmm. uh, many others who have something as amazing as this to offer. Um, giving the positive head listeners a discount off uh, multiple multiple services and guys mm-hmm. you can do that if you go to positivehead.com forward slash shikara s-h-a-k-a-r-a and maybe you can explain what those uh, mm-hmm. different options or at least some of them are that people can participate in sure Sure. So I, I, I break them down at different times. So I think I have a 30 minute, one hour, two hour sessions. Um, and the reason, um, I like the longer sessions is because it, it, it's, it's good to get a little bit deeper. So I, I basically have an open, very casual conversation with people. I start to 
stop, talk light language in the beginning and I'll talk it through the conversation a little bit like mm-hmm. we did. Um, and thought forms come up or they can ask me or my guides questions about something that they want an understanding on or they want to figure out a little bit more. And, and it's sort of a dialogue, but even they, they explain even when I'm talking English, the energy is coming through that's sort of stimulating these codes for them. The other thing I offer is um, what's called an energy frequency signature, which is these drawings that I usually like to do after I've had a conversation with someone Mm. that are sort of activated light drawings. But I'm also... um, People can commission me to, to do artwork. You know, um, a lot of times when I go to these conferences, I'll have prints of my art and then, you know, activate them in the back or something. Um, but, um, I have an ebook that's also available. And, you know, as I go forward, I'm, I'm doing some videos and doing some books and stuff. And I'm, I'm making products in a sense that, that way that people can, um, um, download digitally and, and, and look at this information a little bit more in detail. And I'm doing a lot of free stuff too. I'll be doing some free webinars and free, um, you know, just to get some of these thought thoughts out and understandings out, um, and activations, you know? So, um, right now what's, what's available, what I'm offering is, um, especially for your audience is these discounted sessions um, that even if it's, if, if it's a half an hour, that's great. Um, if people can do a little bit more, it's always helpful, but this is really, this is really how I'm supporting myself right now. Cool. So the only reason I asked for, you know, energy transaction is to, to keep this sure. work going. So I really appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I think a lot of people wrestle with because this is such high vibrational, you know, well-intended work that you're doing. And yet we still live mm-hmm. in a system that is a, you know, my, we don't live, live in a resource-based yeah. economy yet where it's all, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of the next level of what I envision will be. We still live in this monetary-based economy. So, People have to yes. figure out how to merge the two, and it's it's a dance, right? It's a juggling act, mm-hmm. and it is and a dance. So you, it is a dance, yeah. And 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 mm-hmm. so you know, you are definitely uh, navigating it graciously, as I mentioned, by offering some level of a mm-hmm. discount of what you normally charge. And for those who feel really resonant mm-hmm. with this uh, material and your your particular. Uh, path to uh, activating DNA. I'm sure you'll be hearing from some people. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this has Mm -hmm. been awesome. And other than that, what is the best way to connect with you for those who just want to sort of continue to follow your work? And, you know, I'm assuming you're on social media and all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can go to my website, shakaratosha.com. S-H-A-K-A-R-A-T-O-S-H-A.com. And um, see a lot of, I I post a lot of, I've been doing lots of interviews and conferences. So I'm just putting free, you know, free messages of of me speaking. But what I really want to start to get into that I'm, that I'm starting to do in book form and video and, and, and music basically and meditations and stuff are the core of these messages I've been downloading for four years. So I'm going to, I'm going to release some, some of these, um, it's like releasing the codes, you know, mm. I'm releasing, um, putting out some of the stuff that's free and then I'll compile it later and, and make these available for sale. But, um, so much material is, um, is, is coming to the forefront. That's, that's, that's similar in nature to what a lot of people are experiencing. And the way that they're telling me is just to kind of 
roll this out in increments from each of these different guides. I mean, there's a whole system that I'm, that I'm doing. That's not a new modality or anything. It's just, they're, they're showing me how to kind of piece it together. So each of these topics I'll talk about and, and I'll probably do some free webinars and free videos and stuff. So, so you can look on the website, you can sign up for my newsletter, which I'm starting to do. And on my website, it has a link to all my, um, uh, you know, videos as I'm doing them on YouTube and stuff. So cool. I'm also on Facebook and um same same deal facebook.com slash shakar tosha and um yeah and and people can just um you know connect with me that way and any conference that i'm doing i would love to meet people in person it's really really fun yeah. to kind of see who's out there and see who resonates with this stuff so um but i just want to say i really appreciate um, giving me this opportunity to just kind of share a little bit. A lot of this was about my background, mm -hmm. but going forward, the shift that's happening is I'm not going to talk so much about myself. I'm just going to bring these messages out that, are, that, uh, that hopefully will be helpful to people. Right. And, um, you know, I just really know that humanity is in such a good place right now. And it's, it, we're, we're walking into and creating a blueprint of, of, of an amazing world and um, just have fun with it. And don't worry about all the other stuff as it's, as it's rearranging itself. So to speak. right. Right. Yeah. So, that's a great advice. Yeah. And um, once again, guys, if you uh, feel called to connect with Shakara for any of her sessions, just it's positivehead.com forward slash Shakara. You know, it's so funny when I, um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of a high vibe person like you, I, we kind of mm -hmm. have the same energy, but yes, when, I'm, when I thought I, the same thing when you were talking, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm like, bouncing all over the place because I'm you know when you think and speak multi-dimensionally I mean your mind works that way I can tell and mm -hmm. Erica's mind works that way that's why I vibed with her I'm like oh my god my soul mm -hmm. sister you know right. um, so of course we're connected because of that and we we operate that way and um and at the same time I can like zone out and be completely quiet for for days and weeks and stuff but when these star people come around me it's just like I'm on fire like I can feel this pressure in my mm. head uh, I want to say all this stuff they're like it's like hundreds of them are lining up behind me because they know that I can channel this stuff and they're like oh right. say this say this say this yeah, so yeah. I talk really fast yep. and I, I you know it's it, just like you said it's like it's really hard to temper it and it is you know, it is I had know. someone who actually did a uh did a reading for me who um, mm -hmm. does similar similar work and that was one of the things that she had said to me she's like you have like these beings that are lined up because of the the <laughs> unique uh sort of platform that you have and will continue to expand so they're like literally like lined up to like utilize you to get messages through and I'll, I'm like you you said earlier I'll never be someone that claims to I'm I'm too much my own person. I don't want to be a channel for someone else, but yet that doesn't mean that they're not still there and still mm -hmm. pushing thought forms through, you know, and, 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 totally. you know, sort of giving, well, it's, serving it, them up. It's like, well, the way that you're doing this show has a different, has its own vibration and right. you bring yourself to the mix and your chemistry and your thought forms and your energy and all that stuff. And so it, it takes the shape of of you it's like it's it's your baby that you're growing and and then you attract similar people that have a you know you're you're an open channel you are a channel and you're creating a channel for lots of different kinds of people to um to share whatever message they're doing so it's a pretty wide range of people that you explore this stuff with so that's a testament to who you are 
you know, mm. that you have that range. And, and so you're, you're, you are in essence, you know, you've created this as a business, as a platform or whatever, you're bringing all these energies together to do that. So that's what you do and how you do it. And, you know, some people are really loud. Some people are quiet. Some people are high vibes. Some people are really, you know, um, pensive. I mean, everybody, mm -hmm. what I love is it's about celebrating the uniqueness of each person. And that's really what I was hoping to get across yeah. is each person has to figure out how to do this, how they want to do it, what makes them feel good, you know? Um, and, and you just find your groove. There's, there's yeah. no other way to say it, but, right. but, um, you know, so you're doing the work that you're supposed to be doing. If it makes you happy, you're, yep. you're getting ideas across, you're stimulating people, consciousness, emotional, whatever you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And then, you know, you flavor it with other stuff. So it's, I don't know. It's just really, it's really fascinating. You know, you're in the right place when you're doing what you love. And yep. if you're not doing what you love, then why not just change it to do what you love? I mean, it's right. You know, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard for people to go, well, I have this idea of writing a book or like you said, going to California, maybe someday they put yeah. it out there and then it, like never happens. You get it. You, I literally walked out of my door a week and a half ago and I wow. was making this huge salary in New York and I, I got stripped of everything and they said, we're going to start you completely new. And wow. I get here and I meet, I met 250 people. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a connector like you and right. I, I don't care because it's not about the money. The money is always available when I need it. Right. And, and that's the thing. Money is energy. And yep. so when you don't worry about it, you keep the possibility of it open and you know, I need something money's there. I need this. I need to facilitate yep. this. You know, I'm building these, I, I'm building all these kind of products and things, but, but it, it's coming as it needs to. Yeah. And we definitely I, I have a similar path. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, I've been an entrepreneur and have one foot mm -hmm. in dealing with more traditional business. And the mm -hmm. reason I still sort of juggle that is because I, I have a business that has so much potential and it's been a, it's been yeah. a sticky point for me at times. So am I doing the right thing? And I know that I am and I feel that I am. And, but I've certainly mm -hmm. had those moments where it's like, um, you know, man, if it were any different than this, mm -hmm. me being sort of the boss or, you know, being the, mm -hmm. the founder, if you will, and there being this huge, huge potential, I would be often only doing this type of work all the time, you know, and I know mm -hmm. that ultimately that's where I'll land, but I, I feel like I have a unique path in that is stick in that world a little longer because what the, the sort of abundance it creates and the good that I can do with it is, is monumental. Oh, absolutely. You know? And also, and also you're connecting to those people. You're a bridge between spirit mm. and physical. Yeah. You know, that's why I worked. I mean, I was making a huge six figure salary in, in New York doing all this stuff. And then yeah. I went for times when I didn't have much, but I, but the experience I went through fairly recently was showing me how to live abundantly with limited means and, right. and live an abundant life, whatever that means with food and prosperity and energy and love and friends and art and all that stuff. And, um, and then it's, you know, it's upsurging again for me. I, I can generate finances really quickly just because I just call it into being, right. you know, and, but, but you're, being in this 3D world and understanding that and thinking the way that you do, just like my experience, is allowing us to be able to talk to those kind of people about spirituality. 
Right. And you're a spiritual person, so you can vibe with that and then help them understand how to how to bridge the gap in the other way. So you and I are kind of like straddlers between these two exactly. worlds. Exactly. Isn't but this is what's how this is what the ascension is all about. How can you be in 3D and be flying high as a kite, you know, without any drugs and just having fun and doing all this stuff and and blending these worlds. This is we're straddling two worlds right now. And um it's just really fun. But you know, I think you're totally totally on the path. I do have one last question that I'd like to leave you with. Absolutely. Um, in 60 mm-hmm. seconds or less, what is the meaning of <laughs> life according to Shikara Tosha? <laughs> I think that art is life. I think that water is life and life is to be lived. Life is to be experienced and enjoyed. And when you can enjoy it, with yourself, with nature, and with others. It's the most beautiful thing. Mm. It's it's really just about having fun and um and making stuff and doing stuff and it's it's just a dance. So have the best dance that you can oh. and enjoy. It. Oh. That was lovely. You are lovely. You, <laughs> aww. Aww. you um, are <laughs> I have a lot of awes. I'm I'm always awesome. Yeah, you're aw you're awesome. I'm awesome. awesome. You are awesome, Shikara. This has been great. Thank you for being the light cool. and light language mm-hmm. specialist that you are. You are an inspiration. And uh until next time, I'm sure our paths will cross will cross in 3D. Oh, yes. And when they do, I will very much enjoy it. that too until then journey well wonderful thank you so much and uh thanks for everyone that's listening i really appreciate that and and just enjoy your life have fun <laughs> thank you have a wonderful okay. night everyone. take care have a good night bye well everyone that concludes this week's interview episode if you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours please Take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. (laughs) Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.